before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. He must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And just want to say, you know, a lot seems to be happening these days. Uh, Seems like uh, there's just a lot of change, a lot of things happening that we have to deal with. Uh, You know, all these pressures that are going on. It's, It's become a very difficult world to live in. And when you think about all the challenges that we're dealing with, you know, the rigged elections, the the attacks on humanity, um, the mandates and restrictions, the taxation, the unfairness of it all. You know, it makes you wonder, why do we keep on reelecting the powers that be that keep on dropping that hammer on our heads? And we have to reevaluate what it is that we're doing I think you know the queen dying is is yet another bit of change I was listening to uh, Russell Brand speak about change and he said the one thing that is for sure is that change is constant and to you know often we we talk about wanting sort of that moment where Bob Dole wanted a bridge to the past. And Bill Clinton, who was running against Bob Dole, said, I want a bridge to the future. And that was pretty much game over for Bob Dole. That was, he stepped in it. And it was kind of an interesting moment in that uh, debate of theirs. But, you know, I understand what Bob Dole was talking about. Man from Kansas grew up in a time, you know, that was quiet. Um, things that happened were expected. You know, you kind of expected that your politicians were going to, you know, deliver on their promises and run on integral foundation uh, and, and things that are more akin to the fabric of our society. Judeo-Christian values, uh, 
which is what our country has been built on. And it used to be that the Democrats would even run shy and hide from their tax and spend policies and try to say, no, it's going to, it's not going to be a, a tax hike. Now they proudly pound their chest and say, yeah, doggone straight. We're going to raise your taxes as if somehow they cavalierly have this control over you. You know, we, we need to take a step back and think about what the founding fathers really had in store. The whole, there are plenty of constitutionalists and libertarians that say that we shouldn't be taxed at all with payroll tax. You should not be taxed for your work. And I kind of agree with that. I, I, that's why, you know, I'm a big fan of consumption tax. You know, if you buy a boat, you pay, pay a lot of taxes. If you buy corn or, or vegetables, head of cabbage, um, you're going to pay less taxes. And it, it, it fundamentally figures things out that the rich do pay, will pay more in taxes as they consume more. So consumption tax, fair tax, flat tax, give me any tax other than payroll tax and progressive tax and tax brackets and all this complexity. You know, we should not be taxed twice with the death tax, you know. But everywhere you turn, they've figured out a way to tax everything. There was a list, I was looking at this list, of all the different taxation that was going on. And it's just unbelievable. They figured out a way to tax everything. And these politicians, who are they? They've never, you know, they never made a payroll. They, They never worked a day in their life. They have a cushy gravy job in Congress. But we've given them a chance to to do the right thing and they've done the wrong thing almost in every turn. And we have to reevaluate that relationship and reevaluate what we're getting as a return on our investment. Look at all the debt that we're in. We're poised and ready for an economic collapse. You know, we we've already seen the guy from the big short that predicted the big short, the collapse of the real estate market, he just pulled $165 million out of the stock market. Why? There's a lot of weird uh, behavior with regard to music artists canceling their concerts all of a sudden in September and October and November. And you wonder why that is? You know, because we have seen some of these things happen in the past where the, they show tea leaves. Somebody knows what's about to happen. And, you know, it's another election, so why not? Why not? Because the only way that the left can win is when they rig the system. They're running on fumes. They're, they're running on empty. They have no ideas. Certainly, whatever they're doing is not best for the people. The people don't want... 87,000 more IRS agents breathing down their neck. They don't want to spend $80 billion more money on the IRS so that they could be policed more. They don't want a crooked FBI like the one we have. We pay for that crap. We pay for it. And we get it. 
You know, Steve Bannon said there's 35 people that he knows that got arrested, that got raided. Steve Bannon said that. 35 people got arrested. Or not arrested, raided. Which kind of makes you wonder, what kind of country are we living in? We must do better. And then there's all these fact checkers and censor police that we're dealing with. And that, too, is a bit of a problem. Here's the Steve Bannon clip. I want I want you to hear this Steve Bannon clip. Um, this was uh, a lot of people were like, "Is that true? Is that real?" It is true. It is real. This was after he was arrested. Yesterday, one of the best days of my life. It was a very powerful spiritual day for me. It was uh, a lot of things were you know came into high clarity. It was I was totally in the zone, as you say in sports, the entire time. And, uh, you know, they're not going to shut me up. We see it is you saw from the demonic speech that Biden gave in Philadelphia. Exactly. This is a dying regime. That was a primal scream. And here what they're trying to do, no matter who it is, Donald Trump and Mar-a-Lago, there were 35 FBI raids yesterday. Right. Handing out. There's another grand jury uh, coming together on January 6th. The Washington Post reported it. They just reported a couple of names. There were 35 senior members of MAGA. Uh, Republicans, supporters of Donald Trump uh, that were, roll, you know, the FBI rolled in on, right? When they didn't need to do it. Remember, all these people have lawyers. All their lawyers are very well known. No, the jackbooted Gestapo has got to show up at their door and, uh, and make a big display of this. So there's so much going on that people don't even know at so many levels on yeah, uh, so, trying to put well, people in, in bankruptcy, trying to deplatform them, oh, yes. all of it. And quite frankly, I think that's what's so powerful about you guys having this great Reset conference because this is really what it's about. This is this globalist apparatus. That's right. This is the American arm of that, the Biden regime. And what they're trying to do is shut down everybody, whether it's Alex Jones, Charlie Kirk, Steve Bannon, Mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump. They're trying to use lawfare, financial terrorism, uh, you know, everything legally and quite frankly, up to assassinations. That's why they're swatting people uh, like crazy. So we got our work cut out for us. And if we blink, if you blink, it's over. So screw them. I spit right in their eye. I could care less. We're coming. We're rolling, and we're rolling hard, baby. It's the only way to fight them. Steve, can you reiterate that? You said there were 35 FBI raids yesterday. I consider myself well-read. I didn't see that anywhere. Can, can you elaborate on that? I've been reported. I'm breaking that news right here. There, if you go to the Washington Post story, I think Josh Dossie's story, if, you're, if your staff pulls it, Charlie, they mentioned, I think, five names, Boris Epstein being one of them, but uh, I think there's five people. There were 35 35 FBI went to 35 yesterday. All these people have lawyers. They all know who the lawyers are. Uh, they didn't want. They didn't serve uh, these subpoenas to the lawyers. They want to make a big display of it. They want to take a bunch of their devices. They want. This is the FBI trying to roll in and trying to be muscle, right? This is the Gestapo. This is a Gestapo attack. Look, this is all about intimidation. Whether it's a whether it's what they did with me yesterday, what they're doing with Alex Jones, what they're doing with other people to de- debank them to make sure they can't fund their operations. Uh, if it's uh, if it's a Trump, look, a president of the United States, a completely, totally illegal raid of which a judge said was an illegal raid. The judge's opinion says I don't trust the, the Justice Department and the FBI to be fair. That's a federal judge. OK, you see it all over in 35 members of MAGA, the Republican Party, people close to Donald Trump were uh, were rolled in on yesterday by the FBI with these intimidation tactics. They just don't normally what you would do here, Charlie, is you would go to their lawyer and say, hey, we want to know when's a, can you accept service of a subpoena? 
Can you accept service of this? Or we may want to talk to you about certain of your devices. And can we work something out? No, they didn't do that. They go with the jack boots and they kick down the doors and they bang on the doors and they roll in people to intimidate them, to make sure that they sit there and go, oh, oh what do you want? Uh, you know, I'll do anything, et cetera. Well, these people didn't. And this is the FBI. The FBI is the Gestapo right now. I know they hate when I say that, but they're the Gestapo. We're not going to back off calling the Gestapo because they have Gestapo-like tactics. Here's my point. They're losing. They're only trying to use this, uh, this uh, national security state muscle because they know they're not winning. And quite frankly, when you do things like the Great Reset this weekend and get young mm-hmm. people up to speed on what's going on, that drives them even more insane. Right. So, hey, Turning Point's going to be a target, a big league target. Okay, so just stand by, Charlie. It's all coming. It's Trust all going to come we, hard and heavy. Yes, sir. Let's hope, let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope that that happens. But I'm telling you, folks, uh, we're dealing with a huge, you know, shame on the Democrats who vote this stuff. I, 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 over the weekend, you know, I was hanging out with a bunch of Democrats and, um, you know, we didn't really get into the politics. It's just, it's, it's a pointless conversation at this point. There's no hope for them. But when you think about it, it's like, how in the world do you support this? But they just, they've drunk the Kool-Aid. They obviously are not seeing straight. You know, um, Jack Posobiec posted something about, uh, he posted a picture of Donald Trump on 9-11. Down in the, uh, just a still picture. They fact-checked it. And they they fact-checked it, and they said, well, President Trump, you know, he, he wasn't, he didn't, uh, there's no proof that he funded. There's no proof that he funded anybody down there on 9/11. You know, which really when you think about it, we used to um pay our respects to not about 9/11. And for years we did that, and then all of a sudden, you know, ever since Donald Trump became president, we started to learn more and more about the corruption of our government. And then we start to realize Number one, how politicized it was to put that building up, you know, the Freedom uh, Tower, which is a joke. I mean, that that thing looks like crap. It looks like any other building. They should have just put up the two twin towers exactly the way they were built originally, only maybe better. But those twin towers were impressive. I lived in New York during the time of of all that throughout the whole 90s. And it was breathtaking, those two Twin Towers. Why not just replace them? It took them how many years? 15 years. You know, still today, I mean, since 9-11, what do we have to, what do we have to, uh, how many lives were lost trying to wage war against an invisible person? Nobody really knows uh, who the criminals really were. Um, but we know some, but they've never been charged or convicted. How is that possible? How is that possible that we still haven't gotten to the bottom of that? You know, that we have not been able to, um, Cambry writes this, 21 years later, the terrorists who plotted 9-11 still haven't faced trial. Hearings are, be, are, are, are 
they keep getting pushed back. Two decades, y'all. Unbelievable. That's what she says. And um, and then here we have Donald Trump actually stating a fact. And uh, I want you to hear this. Now, the fact checkers today won't let you re- say this. But here's Donald Trump on the ground on 9-11 saying this. Now, just a few moments ago... Donald Trump passed through here, so we had a minute to talk with him. Let's roll that tape. You can see what he had to say. Well, I've never seen anything like it. I've seen two huge 110-story buildings that are reduced to rubble, uh, thousands and thousands of lives. I just got to see something that I've never seen before. I have hundreds of men inside working right now, and we're bringing down another 125 110-story buildings. Did you hear that? I have hundreds of men inside and 125 more. Let's take a listen to that again. Things that are reduced to rubble, uh, thousands and thousands of lives. I just got to see something that I've never seen before. I have hundreds of men inside working right now, hundreds and we're men. bringing down another 125 in a little while, and they've never done work like this before. And they're hardworking people, but they've never seen anything like it, and they've never, they've never done work like this before. It's terrible. Tell me what it's like at Ground Zero. Tell me about the workers that you saw and and what they're doing there. Well, not only is it devastation, but it's very dangerous because every few minutes a whistle would go off and everybody would just run because you have all the buildings around it, which are in such a weakened state that people just don't know. And so they just have to take off. And then they come back and they're working under 50-story buildings that you don't know if if they're going to fall down. So it's a terrible thing for the workers and it's a terrible thing for the world, really. How have you spoken to any of your men? Do you know how they're reacting to this? Because emotionally, this must be so incredibly difficult. Well, there are a lot of them, but they've never seen bodies like this. I mean, the bodies all over. The uh, I mean, the, the great thing is when they find somebody that's alive, like the five firemen that they just found a little while ago. So that's the great thing, and that's what they're all striving for. But generally speaking, that's not what the case. That's not the case. So they are working very very hard but it's it's a very depressing situation for these folks as you walked around and as you saw the piles of rubble there are thousands of families out there who are hoping that someone might be in a pocket somewhere still alive still breathing waiting to be dug up as you assessed that damage from your perspective do you believe that's possible well i I would certainly not want to be the one to say it's not possible certainly it's uh, it's a tough situation, but you can't give up hope because there's always hope. I mean, the five men, I'm sure their families thought that they probably were gone, and now they walk in the door. A couple of them walked away after they were dug out. So there probably are some more people in there, and therefore you can't give up hope. You've had an impact on the skyline of New York. What is it like as you see it now? It's like a whole different skyline. It's like a whole different city and world. Uh, I cannot believe the sight of Lower Manhattan without the World Trade Center, and therefore... We have to rebuild, not necessarily in that form, but we have to rebuild uh, at least as good and maybe better. Just finally, can you tell me emotionally as you walked around, we've we've heard some of the stories from the firemen. They're so exhausted uh, and, and mentally and physically. What was it like for you personally to go in and see all of what you saw? Well, it was amazing to see it. It was a very depressing scene, but I'll tell you what, you really can take heart. These firemen and policemen and the construction workers equally the courage they have is unbelievable. I mean, they're working, digging out and lifting up steel. And above them, you have 55-story buildings that are very possibly going to be pouring down on them any minute. And they're working like nothing's wrong. I mean, it's, they're amazing. 
So there you have it. That was uh, September 13th, 2001. And so Jack Posobiec uh, put out a tweet, and it was quite interesting that um, that it was uh, fact-checked. So all it was was a picture of Donald Trump on September 13th walking through the rubble and walking through the crime, you know, the crime scene there in 9-11, ground zero, and says, missing content, the same information was reviewed by independent fact-checkers in another post. And so they cite these Snopes, of course, which is, you know, liberally run, and uh, was Donald Trump at Ground Zero searching for survivors two days after 9-11 with workers he paid for? And in conclusion, partly false. Or a conclusion, missing context. Missing context? Uh, fact check, no evidence that Donald Trump paid hundreds of workers to help with search and rescue in 9-11, after 9-11. So the point is, is you heard it. There, contemporaneously, on September 13th, 2001. And that's all the fact you need. The fact checkers don't know more than reality, right? There it was. So we're living in a world that's full of lies. And it's lies that benefit only one party. It's lies that benefit the liberals. And how they could live with themselves is beyond me. I just really can't understand how it is that they could look at look at reality. They could look at a, a, a gender and can make a confusion, you know, try to create chaos and confusion out of gender, out of reality. Like, there it is. And somehow, they'll continue to believe their lies. They'll continue to drink that Kool-Aid they're not seeing clearly. And it just doesn't make any sense. And that, that this is what we have to deal with. And they're winning. They have control of the House, the Senate, and the White House. You know, Rahm Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go, never let a crisis go to waste. And they certainly were on that too. And it just, it's not just the liberals, it's the globalists. Like the Bushes. You can't... The Bushes, forever and a day, they were supposed to be... They were they were representative of what it was to be a conservative in the Republican Party. And sadly, the RNC has never gotten the memo that that's not what we consider conservative anymore. That's not conservative. Just false promises and globalism and new world orders and great resets isn't conservative. It's America first policies that are conservative. It's secure borders and strong military and Judeo-Christian values that are conservative. It's smaller government, less taxes, less spending, more privatization, more capitalism. That is conservative. Bilateral trade deals that put America first, not multinational corporations that cater to the globalists. Because the globalists do not have your best interest at heart. They don't. They want a smaller population. Lest I remind you, 
And that's what's so scary about this transition, this transition over at um, over in England, you know, with the Queen. Because I got, I'm looking at a picture of King Charles now. Nothing to see here, just the King of England with Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum in 1992. They go way back. I'm sure they were discussing positive things that will benefit humanity, like you'll own nothing and be happy. Meanwhile, Klaus Schwab is so proud he's got the he he's he's been able to penetrate uh, penetrate governments throughout the world. Sort of like George Soros has penetrated our DAs, and we've seen how well that worked out, right? Here's Klaus Schwab. I have to say, um, when I mention our names like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin, and so on. They all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of of, uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I we know that half of this cabinet, or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet, are for our actually young global leaders of the world economy. Right. And that's true in Argentina too. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, that's true in Argentina as well. It's true in Argentina, and uh, it's true in France now. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the president, with a young global leader. But what is important for me? it's scary. It's scary that half the cabinet in Canada, of all places, doesn't really have Canada first. And they're, they're issuing this arrive. Can you can't even go home to Canada if you've traveled abroad without showing your papers? You have to have a phone app or you'll be fined. Nobody hired their government to crack down on them and infringe on their freedoms. Just like, you know, 9-11 was used as a tragedy to, to exploit our civil rights with the Patriot Act. And the Democrats were quick to abuse it. But it was the globalist, the Bushes, that initiated it. And at the time, we had trust in our government. And we said, okay, we, we understand. This is a unique time in history. We're being attacked by terrorists. But now, 20 years later, we've learned so much, haven't we? We know what a fraud these people are. And we know what a fraud Afghanistan was. Afghanistan was supposed to be where the Taliban was from, and that was supposed to be the training grounds for 9-11. And now, who's running Afghanistan? And the sad part about it is, is we did it on purpose, The Biden administration did it on purpose. This is what frustrates me to no end. Is that they allow, they basically said, you know, the Taliban, they're never going away. They're like cockroaches. They're just never going to go away. You're never going to rid the world of rats and cockroaches. You're just never going to get rid of them. Try as you may. 
but you'll never exterminate them. They'll always be around. They've been around for thousands of years, rats and roaches. So you say, okay, with the Taliban, they're never going away. They're always going to be a thorn. Why not? You know, if you can't beat them, join them. So we did this pullout. So you get credit for the pullout, but you cede power to the Taliban. Something we promised we would never do. How many people have lost, how many American soldiers have lost their lives fighting to make it so that would never become a reality? But that's exactly what happened. And now the Taliban is in charge and everybody was like, oh, and the way we got out, we left $80 billion worth of crap there, you know, like Humvees and helicopters and all, uh, you know, facilities and printers and, and computers and all kinds of stuff. No, we gave them to them. We gave it to them. It was just a year of preparation to make sure that what we gave them wasn't top secret. So they were lying to the American people. They couldn't just, they just couldn't tell us the truth. And now these same globalists started this war, allowed this war to happen in Ukraine and blame Russia again, just like we blamed Russia and Syria and created a refugee crisis so we could get slave labor out of Syria into Europe. And we opened our borders to get slave labor into America from all over the world, spreading disease all over the world. Inhumane as it, as, it, as it has been. The Democrats don't care. And we did it all on purpose. And it's by design. It's what the globalists do. They don't care so much about population growth. They care about population control. They care about population reduction. They want less population. They want less souls. They want less souls on the planet. Christians want more souls. Elon Musk wants more souls. But this guy, Sad Hag Sag Guru from India, standing outside of the World Economic Forum at the Indian Summit in 2019, said he wants less souls because he's a globalist standing right in front of the World Economic Forum sign. So in the session we just attended here at the Economic Forum, I think there was a sense of relief, actually, in your frankness. Um, you brought up some issues that, that others are reluctant to That's my to trouble. <laughs> Always. <laughs> All the religious groups are against me because I'm talking about population. They want more souls. I want less on the planet. <laughs> That's just disgusting, isn't it? They're just sitting there laughing. They're just sitting there laughing. And the guy that pulls all the strings is Factors, this madman named Bill Gates. A little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. Climate. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. 
Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. But there we see an increase of uh, factors. So healthcare is death panels, socialized medicine. Reproductive services is abortions. We know that the Gates, uh, Gates Foundation was big on abortions. Th- their father was president. His father was president of Planned Parenthood. We know all this stuff. Again, this is just more corroboration of the people that were in charge of COVID and the vaccines um, also are big advocates of population control. And what's scary about it is all of these people are connected with Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates. And keep in mind that this Bill Gates Foundation used to be called the Bill and Melinda Gates Institution Institute for Population Control. Take a listen. In 1998, Dr. Zabin became the founding director of the Bill and Melinda Gates Institute for Population Control with a mission to help developing countries create their own reproductive health policies and programs. Reproductive health policies. They were bigger, bigger, they were bigger about abortion than Planned Parenthood was. And they're now behind the vaccines. And what's scary about it too is King Charles III, king uh, king of the World Economic Forum and beholden to Klaus Schwab's Great Reset, I just told you there's photographs of Charles and Klaus Schwab in 1992. They go so far back. Bill Gates' Population Reduction and Agenda 2030. But let's take a listen to Charles. We have no alternative because otherwise, unless we take the action necessary and we build uh, again in a greener and more sustainable and more inclusive way, then we will end up having more and more pandemics and more and more disasters from ever ever accelerating global warming and climate change. So this is the one moment, as uh, as you've all been saying, when we have to to, 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 to make uh, as much progress as we can. Yeah. That's a Harry on steroids right there. That's where Harry got his chops. Um, the thing is, is that he doesn't want to talk about gain of function, does he? He doesn't want to talk about that. He's He's saying that the world's... Uh, warming, the the warming of the world uh, is going to have some sort of an impact on uh, on health, <laughs> which is which is ridiculous on its face. And um, you know, and I have a piece that I want to play for you, but uh, I'm also going to play this Russell Brand piece in just a second. But we just played. Bill Gates and the guy from India on on uh, population control, and also there was um, Boris Johnson's father. Let's take a listen to this one to get population under control as well. Because if you look at it in sheer economic terms, how can you sustain increases in per capita income at a time when you have rising population without rising economic growth? Whereas if you have a declining um, population, which is what I would aim for, then, of course, even a stable economic growth situation will give you increases in per capita income. So that's where I stand on do, that. Do you, do you have a sense of what the carrying capacity of 
Britain is or of the uh, uh, of the world as a whole? Or? Well, Britain, I'd put it at 10 or 15 million. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I think that would be absolutely fine. I mean, that would do us really splendidly. At, at, at a limit, 2025, I think it's complete nonsense that we are now confronted with an islander, would you believe it, of 70 million, 70 million people. I wrote a paper, I think it's the only paper the Conservative Party has ever published, and it was published as an old Queen Street paper in, in June mm. 1972, oddly enough, and it was called uh, Britain Needs a Population Policy. And, um, and you, you could still argue that today, I mean, right now. I certainly could, I certainly could, but what has happened, of course, is that we have all been, as it were, shunted aside, off, shunted off. So, you see, it's very consistent this population control and it's done through the abortion advocates it's done through um, the death panels and socialized medicine and control of your health mandates restrictions medical records used as a a weapon Uh, they're using medical records to control whether you can enter a country just look at Djokovic the tennis player who's still can't come to America and play at the U.S. Open uh, because he's not vaccinated. He chose not to get the vaccination. And the vaccination, it's not like it's, it's healthy for you. You know, it's, it's not a great thing to have. Um, let's take a listen to this about the vaccination. Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, CEO Seth Berkeley, immunization needs a technology boost, secure digital identification systems that can store a child's medical history, providing every child with a digital biometric identity. Gavi doubled down by becoming a founding member of ID2020, a public-private partnership dedicated to spearheading a global digital biometric identity standard. A vaccine that is delivered using a dissolvable patch called a microneedle array. Dissolvable microneedles that deliver patterns of near-infrared light-emitting microparticles to the skin create particle patterns in the skin of vaccine recipients, which are invisible to the eye but can be imaged using modified smartphones, something like a barcode tattoo. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation came to us and said, hey, we have a real problem knowing who's vaccinated. So our idea was to put the record on the person to be a digital marker linked to a biometric ID. Eventually, what we'll have to have is certificates of who's a recovered person, who's a vaccinated person. Is now being implemented by a number of governments. The OnFido provided app to scan their face or other biometric data, link that information to a SARS-CoV-2 antibody test or proof of coronavirus vaccination, and then have their picture taken and immunity verified every time they wish to access a restricted space. In 2012, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation helped found the Better Than Cash Alliance to accelerate the transition from cash to digital payments globally, process of switching the world over to a digital payment grid tied to biometric identity. The different parts of this population control grid fit together like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. The vaccination drive ties into the biometric identity drive, which ties into the cashless society drive. In Gates's vision, everyone will receive the government-mandated vaccinations and everyone will have their biometric details recorded in nationally administered, globally integrated digital IDs. These digital identities will be tied to all of our actions and transactions, and, if and when they are deemed illegal, they will simply be shut off by the government, where every transaction and every movement of every citizen is monitored, analyzed, and databased in real time. It is about control, a biometric identification system tied to a digital payments infrastructure that will be used to track catalog and control every movement every transaction and every interaction of every citizen is just now coming into view 
And now you know why it is that the IRS got $87 billion or 87,000 new personnel and $80 billion. Now you know. It's not about agents attacking the middle class. That will happen for sure. Because we have a corrupt government that's run by a pack of liberals. And we've seen what Lois Lerner was able to do. We've seen what the FBI is doing, right? We know that the government is corrupt. We know that the majority of the people that work in our government are liberal because they like that gravy train of taxpayer money going into their pockets, the redistribution of wealth that goes from the hardworking middle-class worker to their pockets and their fat pensions. But the fact of the matter is, is that the IRS has become weaponized to enforce this And it's no coincidence that the IRS's injection of cash and personnel and manpower is coming at a time when we're seeing these medical um, passports, vaccine passports. And then you hear about Gavi and this chip that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation was supporting. And it's there to sort of at first test to see if you're vaccinated, but then it's going to be connected to your finance. And if you're not compliant, uh, one of the penalties and punishments can be, you know, seizing your assets, digital currency. And that's the other part is blockchain crystal cryptocurrency is going to be part of the globalist agenda. And, and there, the control will just be, uh, you know, unprecedented and the thing about it is is that these vaccines are not even healthy take a listen to this doctor uh, talking about the vaccines the spike protein is a toxin so it, it's not doesn't matter whether it's jj astrazeneca moderna uh, pfizer they all make your body make a spike protein that spike protein binds to a tumor suppressor gene family, P53. It also binds to the breast cancer gene, BRCA, and the ovarian cancer gene, BRCA. We know that that spike protein can induce cancer pathways, period. It's happening. Cancers are on the increase across the board, lymphomas, leukemias, blood cancers, because that spike goes to the bone marrow. The lipid nanoparticle carries the mRNA to your dividing stem cells. Because it doesn't stay in the arm. It can go into any cell in your body and it turns that cell into a spike factory. It inhibits the ability for your DNA to repair itself. It binds to uh, our mitochondria, destroys the energy of our brain cells, destroys the energy of our liver cells, destroys the energy of any cell it gets into. Your own immune system attacks those cells. So a lot of people have arthritic pain, muscle pain. It's because those cells are being attacked by your own immune system because they're expressing this foreign spike protein. That spike protein causes mechanisms of cancer in many people. And I've been seeing that in the lab. I've been having it confirmed by oncologists, radiologists, radiation oncologists, pathologists all around the world as I travel. It is happening. It's on the uptick. Our military database showed it until our Department of Defense illegally froze that database and hit the data. Um, This is a crime against humanity. We're using a dangerous product on humanity that is harming the human cells, that is harming the human body, that is harming our hormones, that is harming our reproductive organs, that is harming any organ where that that protein lands, period. So the same people that are pushing this COVID vaccine 
are the same people that want population reduction, and they're the same people that are trying to connect human health with climate when we know that climate is cyclical. Let's take a listen to this um, this uh, very interesting interview with a climate scientist. Uh, let's take a listen. Russia's deadly wildfires, the smog-filled cities and poor harvest are being seen by some environmentalists as signs of climate change. Let's now cross live to London to discuss this with Piers Corbyn. He's an astrophysicist Hello. and also founder of Weather Action. Uh, good to have you. Thanks very much indeed for joining us live there in London. So what we are seeing here is a drastic change in climate, aren't we? Well, climate has always been changing, uh, but this has nothing to do with man. In fact, we predicted that there would be extreme heat in uh, East Europe and Russia this uh, summer. And uh, it's caused by a certain circulation pattern. CO2 does not cause circulation patterns. What causes those is a combination of solar activity and uh, the state of the, the phases of the moon. But hang on, Piers, uh, wait, wait, fact, excuse me, just a minute. You say this isn't caused by man. How come they're reporting this heat wave is recognised as the worst in the thousand years of recorded history in well, Russia? Well, and surely well, of course, man has got something to do with this, hasn't he? No, nothing to do with it. The only, the only connection is man is here at the same time as the sun and the moon are doing things. Um, you see, a very similar situation happened about 132 years ago, where there was the same sun, earth, lunar, magnetic states. Um, there was uh, heat waves in Russia, and there were also floods in Pakistan, as now. And in the previous few years, there was also uh, floods in the English summers, uh, also 132 years ago. So these things are dictated by solar activity in the moon. They're nothing to do with mankind and those who say that are just trying to make money out but, of carbon. But, but, but are we not going to see this like. are we not going to see this again next year, the year on? I mean it's only well, it's quite recent that That's a very interesting question. These things do come in bursts and we're working on that very question, those forecasts. We did say there would be a series of wet summers in England, for example, uh, which we've had. Now will there be a series of these very hot hot summers in, in Russia, we don't know. We have to work on that. But I assure you, it's nothing to do with carbon dioxide. And if you stop stop driving around Moscow, it won't affect next summer one job. Well, how come then so many climate change scientists uh, disagree with you <laughs> and they get so much support well, for what they say? They're on a gravy train, for heaven's sake. They're, mate. <laughs> they're on a gravy train, mate. <laughs> it's uh, Pierce Corbin. Pierce Corbin, you want to look him up. Uh, I thought that was very, very interesting. Um, it's just all a ruse, folks. They're selling car carbon certificates. The spike protein oh, is sorry, sorry about that. Um, yeah, they're 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 just selling just a bunch of bunch of stuff. You know, it's a gravy train that they're on. They're on a gravy train. And you know, there's one interesting thing I wanted to bring up too, and that is. Uh, related to the uh, Mar-a-Lago raid. Um, you know, a lot of uh, liberals are upset about the new master, uh, the, the records master, master of records or whatever they're calling it, and um, and this judge that appointed that. But uh, what's interesting also is that Trump had a uh, a case where he was suing Hillary Clinton. And what's interesting about that is he may have done that case to 
in he may have been aware that maybe a raid could be happening and he he may have uh started this case with Hillary suing he's suing Hillary Bruce Orr you know a whole slew of people now they dismissed this case and they dismissed it and what's interesting about that Reinhardt was involved with the the this, this that case at one point but they dismissed the case so he has attorney client records or attorney client case right he has attorney client records that are not supposed to be released to anybody not the FBI nobody and if he was suing them about crossfire hurricane and the russian hoax which he was then the records that they took related to crossfire hurricane were privileged not just declassified as he did on January 19th, 2021, uh, the day before Biden's inauguration. Not just that, because we know he did that. And we also know that the president, by default, when when he looks at something, he can declassify it on the fly. So they have no case. And they were out of their jurisdiction. And whatever they find could be considered attorney-client documents at that moment. Not only were they declassified by then-President Trump, so they were declassified, signed by with a letter, and then there was a case that was initiated that gave those records even more protection because they were associated with the case that Trump was bringing to Hillary Clinton. And then they raided his house. That's what that's about. I think that's quite interesting. Um, that particular piece uh, is something something to be, behold there. Uh, I want to also just read a, a few um, uh, of these tweets. Let's see yeah. Okay. So I also, I have a few, I have a bunch of tweets that I wanted to share with you as well. Um, and uh, one is Robbie Starbuck wrote this. Well, Charlie Kirk said, Steve Bannon just broke that at least 35 Trump allies had their homes raided. And Robbie Starbuck said, uh, the FBI has run cleanup for the Clintons, Hunter Biden, the DNC hack, Jeffrey Epstein pals, uh, they've also raided Trump, raided his lawyers, created uh, the Russian hoax, took the phone of a Trump ally in Congress, and they continue to go after his supporters. This is not normal. And Shelley Stewart, leader of the McKinsey Institute for Black Economic Mobility, talks to uh, talks about developing trust with consumers by demonstrating DEI commitment. Uh, and he was saying basically black consumers expect you to show up in, 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 in and for the community issues they care about. And I complained about that. And I said, that's ridiculous. It's like what Shelley Stewart from McKinsey is actually saying is that black people need equity over equality, essentially stating that corporations must pay corrupt Marxists, uh, groups like Black Lives Matter, if they are to expect to be 
uh, if they were to expect black people to buy their products. Competition and free market equality be damned, which, uh, you know, is like, who needs this kind of hand-holding at this point? It's 2022. Wake up, everybody. You know, we don't need that. So Alex Berenson, uh, who's often on Tucker, has put out a series of tweets that I retweeted, and it says, uh, China has absolutely positively refused to inject its citizens with mRNA shots. Why is that? And Alex uh, Berenson also wrote, poor countries that missed the mRNA in 2021 have nearly universally rejected free shots this year. Why is that? And he also wrote, Pfizer and Moderna did not offer any human test results for their new mRNA boosters before winning approval to offer them to hundreds of millions of people. Why is that? And so often, these young people are coming up with blood clots. I was just watching college football over the weekend, and uh, they said this guy finally came back uh, to being able to play. He had blood clot issues. (laughs) I've never heard that before. Also, Alex Berenson writes, births are down and deaths up significantly in the mRNA countries Britain the first country to mass COVID vaccinate in 2021, the first country to see plunging birth births this year. Why is that? And it's, it's dramatic. The numbers are dramatic. There's a grid there. Um, there's just so much going on here that we got to keep our eye on the ball. And um, here it says, Spitfire writes, the regime's DOJ is hunting down anyone associated with Trump and Trump supporters, at what point does the GOP get involved or even show signs they care? Now, we we really need to uh, fight back against all of this tyranny that's going on right now. But that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out our new sponsor. Uh, They've been great to us. They're going to be on our show tomorrow. Uh, Tactical Civics. TacticalCivics.com, and one of the uh, senior uh, people there are going to be on our show tomorrow uh, to talk about TacticalCivics.com. But check them out. They're a great sponsor uh, for Red State and Scott Adams' show, so we appreciate them. And uh, they're a great organization. Also, check out MAGAPAC.org. That's our organization uh, where we're supporting America First policies to make America great. Uh, and then also, if you go over to MyPillow.com, be sure to use Red State as your promo code. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Shovel, dig a hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.